0: Hi family, this is Egypt, your host of Way Beyond Me, the power pod designed to break every barrier to enrich, enlighten, empower, and evolve you into greatness. Hi, this is Egypt of Way Beyond Me. I hope everybody's fine. I hope everybody brought in the new year healthy and happy and raring for something different. I have a topic today that I wanted to discuss. I've been going over it. I've been just thinking about it and dealing with it for a while. And I just wanted to bring this to the forefront. And if anybody had any comments or questions, I would love some feedback. Okay, there was a few weeks ago, it was the end of December there's a few weeks ago I experienced a situation that really disturbed me. I had a hair appointment, of course everyone knows I have a shop. I had a hair appointment with a young lady and her mother. The young lady, she's about her mom says she's 13 years old and the mother explained that she suffered from depression and anxiety. And I said to myself, damn wow, she's only 13 years old, and so sometimes I'm thinking, well, okay, I was 13, and she might be just wanting attention, or probably just manipulating her mother into getting her hair done, and getting her way. So, I myself, really, seriously, I have three beautiful fruit that came out of my womb. So, I know, once in a while, I have two boys and a young lady, a woman, actually, actually, two grown men and a grown woman now, but they're wonderful. And I know at one time or another I've been manipulated when they were growing up as teenagers. So I know I've been bamboozled, and everything else children do well, what you know to get what they want, especially around Christmas time. And this is when the lady called me to make the appointment for her daughter. So on the day of the appointment, the two females were late, and as a standard, I don't do late. And I cancel my appointments if a person is 15 minutes late without calling or texting to let me know what's going on because I have a client right after that. So the way I schedule it, if I don't hear from you within 15 minutes of a scheduled appointment, I just automatically cancel you. But I don't know why I just hung on to this particular appointment. I didn't say anything. So it was really late. And so it was um it was about like twenty 40 minutes and finally I text and I was like well look I'm gonna have to cancel you mom because y'all 40 minutes late and then my next appointment if I start you now it's gonna run into my next appointment and um I may not have time to call and push everybody back so the mother she she texts me back and uh, it broke my heart to hear that the mother and the daughter was still trying to make their way to the appointment. The mother told me that she said she got as far as the driveway and her her daughter was still sitting in the driveway. Her daughter was doing a a breakdown, emotional breakdown. She said she couldn't she just couldn't do it. Now, the way my shop is is only one on one. It's myself who's doing the hair and then my client, and that's it. So even though the the young lady knew that, she still was like, I can't do it. So she was sitting in the driveway, literally having a meltdown. And it just broke my heart to hear that she couldn't even leave her driveway. Her mother said that um, she didn't leave. Her daughter had not left the home in about two and a half, going on three months straight. They haven't. Thank God for virtual education the way things are going on now because the daughter could not leave and she was so full of anxiety so this got me thinking and wondering how does a 13 year old young girl unless they're watching the actions and the reactions and responses of a parent because sometimes it's a learned behavior how does a 13 year old person becomes that depressed that deeply depressed and that full of anxiety where you cannot even leave the driveway. And so I, I was doing some research, and I found that the studies reveal that girls connect much earlier to emotional stimuli than boys at this age. Depression is a disorder that is, that's internal, and it disturbs the person's emotional life by the way they think. So as a person thinking, as in the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it, it affects, when you're depressed, it's because of something that you want, you can't have, or something that you think you can't have, or you think you can't do, and you just start getting sad about it. And that, that's my, my feeling of it. And you just go into this whirlwind of, you know, woe is me. But at 13, your mind is not really developed into trying to rationalize what you can't have or can have or what's going on, what's happening in your life sometimes it's hard to rationalize because at thirteen, whether it's a boy or girl, you're not grown, even though some think they are, you're not grown, but then you're not a kid anymore. So it's like an in-between state that you just don't have any the ability to rationalize proper thinking. And that's where we as parents come in at. And anxiety comes from being over anxious at an unknown outcome and this disorder interferes with a person's ability to function because of the distorted, dysfunctional way of thinking and anticipating about something that may or just may not happen. Now, scientists say that to some degree that depression and anxiety are heritable but can also be influenced by the environments. And that's what they say. I believe that the environment can have a strong impact on the mental disorders as well as the Genetics. I also believe that there has to be a trigger that sets off a disorder, that, you know, that sets off these disorders. Because when a baby is born, how can it be born depressed or with anxiety? When well, a baby is straight up, a baby is born. A baby don't know what to think or how to think, or the, a baby don't know. Even a toddler don't know that they're depressed or have anxiety. Now, lately, the last few years. They've been putting a label, ADHD, um attention deficit disorder. I mean, for real, we all was I grew up in New York. We all wild out, we all did our thing. We got tore up. We just got beat down. My mother spanked us. They y'all call it spank. We call it whooping, beat, tore up, uh, shut down. It was no timeout. The only timeout we took was the timeout to to lick our wounds? The timeout that my mother took the time out of her day to beat us down. That was our timeout. It was no go sit in the corner somewhere and think about what you're doing because at that point we don't even know what to think. Actually, sit in the corner and think about what you're doing. What? How do you want me to think about that? I did what I did. I got punished for it. Move on. Uh, some of it was extreme. I agree, but at that age you're not really. Uh, equipped with that kind of mindset to even know what's really going on so to me there has to be a trigger that induces the behavior patterns um and the way of thinking this is just my feeling of it and it most times could be a learned behavior now i've talked to some clients um some of my clients when we talked and some of them do have a little sadness about them low self esteem and stuff like that and they have teenage girls or they have like middle stu- middle school girls or elementary school girls that they're raising and they some of my clients say they see some of the signs um in their daughters that they themselves experienced and displayed and so it is a learned behavior because our children to me Children learn what they live, and adults live what they've learned. So, what you, what you, what a child, when you see your parents doing something, behaving a certain way, doing a certain thing, two things can happen. You can adopt that kind of behavior or reaction or responses, or not. There's only there's no gray areas to that. Either you like if you have a per, a mom or a father that was nervous all the time, then you can either be nervous too in how you do things, or you can be the opposite of saying what you don't want to do. If you have an alcoholic dad like myself, my father was an alcoholic. I, one of my sisters chose to drink after him. I don't know if it, I don't know if she was. I don't know if she said in her mind, "I'm gonna drink like daddy," but she ended up drinking like daddy. Me, no, I couldn't hang in there. I could not hang in. There. I didn't like the taste. I didn't like any of that. You know, at young we tried it. I didn't like the response. Now that I'm grown when you drink, you have moderation with everything, but you don't get out of control with it. So it is the environment. It's, I think it's a mixture of all of it. Um, and, you know, we become, like, some people are prideful, some parents, drugs, um, just all kinds of disorders because it's not checked. Now, usually in the black community, the reason why I see is a lot of that, a lot of the the mental illnesses and um, the disorders are swept under the rugs. I think we I talked about it the other day to someone. I think everybody have an uncle or un- that uncle or auntie that was in the back room somewhere that was in the back or uncle Joe or uncle somebody that always had some issues, you know, they, they're a little uh, off. You, you know, we were a little off or you know, mostly harmless but still ain't right. Not right. You like 45, 50 years old and you still living in your mother's basement or you still living in the back room. Something is wrong where you cannot function normally like a normal person out in society. You still live at you, you home with your mom or in some kind of uh, institution. Something is definitely wrong. So I, I, I'm just believing that as, as a people, and it just depends on all cultures, really, but mostly Black people. We sweep it under the rug and just say, "Oh, they're off," instead of getting help. And it starts from early development. Like this you, this young lady is what I'm talking about. She's 13 and already showing signs of depression and anxiety. Now, if it's unchecked, if it goes unchecked, imagine young ladies like that turn into grown women like us. And I can say that, um, because. A lot of it is like sometimes it's parent issues. There's so many issues that we as parents, we are, a lot of times we're so busy working, trying to provide, trying to make money, pay bills, do what we have to do to raise our children. We ignore those signs. We think that the kids are just going through stuff. But that right there, that's blatant. That's a problem. And even the the, the mom, she told me to pray for her and stuff. And I don't know if she's on medication. I don't know if she's getting treated. But I, I I would love and I would hope that she is, and so social media I find is a biggie with these teenagers. The way they are communicating on social media, it's just such a downward spiral of negativity. A lot of this social media, it's like we got a waste. We got so far away from dealing face to face with issues. Talking, everybody want to text. Everything is texting them. Nobody wants to actually hear a voice on the phone unless you absolutely have to. There's no face-to-face. Everything is either Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok. Everything is taken like a joke. Everybody wants to be entertained. And our children are really having some issues of how to deal with real situations in school because it starts from school. It's one of the major factors of depression, social media. And, and it's an anxiety for teens. There's, pre, there's peer pressure, which is the need for acceptance by people your same age. There's, all, there's also adult peer pressure. There's cyberbullying, being belittled on the Internet and being talked about on the Internet. There's a self-image when you look at yourself and maybe you have, it, it, which turns sometimes into eating disorders. Maybe you're too fat. Maybe you're too skinny. Maybe your hair is short. Maybe your hair is not curly enough. It's not straight enough. It's always something going on where you, you look, a person look at themselves, a young teenager look at themselves in the mirror and it's like, it's not right they, because they're comparing themselves on what's going on on social media. They have these images of some of the celebrities, some of the Instagram stars, and some of the Facebook stars, Facebook famous. They, um, they they put themselves out there as this is the way to get attention. This is the way to make yourself popular, to get a thousand million likes. You have to look like this. You have to act like this in order to get the likes. And the, the main like that should be of interest to anybody is that you like yourself. That's the main like that should be of interest. You like yourself. It starts with that. It doesn't matter if somebody else like you or not, as long as you like yourself, that is like the most important like that you'll ever have on Facebook. If I put a picture of something up there and I like my own picture, that's enough for me. I'm not gonna go back and see how many people looked at my pictures and how many people did this and this, you know, it, it's just really has turned into a circus there's some sexual abuse going on. There's harassment going on. Uh, there's lies. Uh, kids tell lies on other children on other kids, teenagers, like some young boys. say, oh yeah, I had her and I, we did this and did that. That's a lie. A lot of time. And then some, some young girls actually do have sexual abuses and a promiscuity because they want to be accepted. They want to be liked. They want to be loved. If some, something's missing at home. Then, Sometimes there might be a family member that's sexually abusing, a uh, boy or girl. You just never know what's going on. Then there's um, family history, heredity, family history of depression, um, and anxiety. Then there's the gender identity. When someone is a lesbian or a homosexual, people get judged by that. They get abused by that. There's a lot of homophobia going on. So. Uh, some of the teenagers who think they're attracted to the same sex, they're afraid to come out, they're afraid to address those issues for fear of being judged, ridiculed, ostracized. It's just really horrible. And so girls have more emotional intensity than boys because of the hormones develop a lot faster. And usually, I think I was telling somebody yesterday, usually when like when it's a boy or even a grown man, I usually take like five years off of their age, and then that's really the age you pretty much the mindset that you're dealing with. You say so, you know. So let's say if you're dealing with a young man that's 18, his mindset is really 13. So that's how I do it, and to to, to help understand sometimes the mindset. Sometimes I used to be in like, you act so stupid. They act stupid because they haven't developed in their mindset yet. We are natural nurturers, so we have to take things serious. Our mom teaches us how to be women early, wash dishes, laundry, cooking, taking care of other kids, babysitting. We learn all those things earlier, and the boys just played and was outside, took the garbage out, swept like that. They didn't have the responsibilities that the young girls do. So it's a lot more intensity in the developing of our mindset. And then when we take all that on, then the outside stimuli is, it can be very overwhelming. Now I feel if we don't get help, we need to get help for our children because that turns into to some adult situations. And I'm going to get into that because there's a couple of people that I had to really like leave alone Leave alone because their mindset is like so out of control. It's like, especially if you've been diagnosed, if you're seeing a counselor and you're taking medication and then you act a certain way and then a person responds to you a certain way, ain't no sense getting upset, no sense getting offended when people don't want to be bothered because the mindset ain't right. The mindset ain't right. And I'm not saying that we all got it going on because a lot of us have issues that becomes overwhelming at times. but when you blatantly know you got things going on with your mindset and you taking pills for it or you seeing a counselor, then you know something's not totally right. and it may have been gone unattended or um, unchecked growing up. and and I feel like this if you' if we're older now, and we see, we, we see that we need a counselor, then we know something's wrong. But a lot of people sweep it under the rug. And I commend those who are going to seek counseling, going for some help. I commend those who are, if you gotta take medication to calm you down or whatever you gotta do. But that should not be a crutch. It shouldn't be a pr- crutch. I just believe praying, asking God to help, thinking things through. And when you look at the truth of things, instead of being in denial about how are you dealing with stuff? A lot of people are in denial about it, and so they're not. they their thinking is off, and some people never see what they do. They never look at the part that they played in any given situation. They're looking at what everybody else doing, how people respond to them, but they never realize what why they're responding that way. What is it? Especially if you got more than one person responding to you in the same type of way, it's you. It's not the other people, it's you. So I just believe that mental illnesses is such a big problem in our communities, especially in the black community because a lot of times growing up when it starts at childhood, people sweep it under the rug and say, oh, go sit down somewhere. But no, that is a serious problem. We don't know what our children are going through in school outside of us because we are not their only influence. And I just believe that It has to start early. We have to start talking more and getting off the social, uh, this fake communication in social media It's fake to me. It's not real. It's entertainment. Everybody want to be famous and go sit down somewhere and get your mind right. And maybe people will respond to you in a different way. Instead of trying to take a shortcut and be famous on something. People don't even like you. They don't like you out here. And then you want them to like you on Facebook, like you on Instagram. You want all this fame and fortune. And it's like, it's so sad to me. So the question I'm asking is, how can we help our children? How can we help our children as they're growing up? We have to really be into them, talk to them, see different signs, see their routines, how they do certain things, if they're changing in their grades, if they're changing in the way they dress and the way they respond, if their little attitude now, true, 12, 13, 14, 15, all the way up until, like, from 12 to 18, I call it the hate years. I gave it a name that the the teenagers just hate us. They hate us. But the thing is we still are able to talk to them. If we can just remember, this is how I would suggest. If you could just take your your mindset back to 13, 14, 15, 16, and how you saw things in those eyes, through those eyes, you can kind of have a better understanding of what your child is going through Instead of trying to be the parent In that you're always correcting And always straight Try understanding You might not even have a solution For that problem that they got right then, But try to let them know that you love them That you understand And that we will work through this together Whatever's going on We'll work through it Instead of trying to scold You know, always going to parent mode Instead of just understanding Sometimes our kids just want us to listen To them That's it We may not be able to fix what they got going on, but we can let them know that we love them and we're there for them. So we have to talk to them when they're young, nurture them and develop a a conversation, develop communication with them young. And really listen to them by asking questions so you can pull stuff out of them. Show yourself that you're interested. Show your children that you're really interested by asking questions about their life, what they got going on, you know. And help them to identify the problems they're having and learn ways to manage them. We can help them find ways to either do something constructive about the issue or ways to cope with the issues if the problem cannot be solved instead of worrying about it um try to do fun things you know stop stop our life for a minute the working the stress and all that that we got going on with our grown self and do something fun with our children go go to their age level and do stuff that they might want to do some some um teenagers I know. Their mother never got their hair done. Their mother never bought them outfits like um, a nice a bag or a nice pair of shoes, spend money. I'm not saying you got to materialize them and like that. But sometimes that would boost the self-esteem. That would let them know that you are worth. If I spend $150, $200 on a, on a bag, a pocketbook for you, or go get your hair done, you're worth that. You are worth that. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it every week. may not be able to do it every month, but I'm going to let you know, yes, you are worth the, the money that I spend on you, you're worth it. Come on, let's go out. Let's go to the movies. Let's just talk. Let's watch a movie at home. Let's do our nails together. We may not be able to go out and get our nails, so let's have a girls' night. Let's have ice cream night. I mean, there's so many things that you can do with your children to develop them as uh, acceptable, accepting, them, accepting themselves as an individual. Flaws and all. Because now when we get grown, we're like, oh, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Yes, we do. We still care. We're grown, but we still care. We can cover it up with work. We can cover it up with uh, attitude. We can cover it up with paying bills. We can cover it up with going out, drinking, um, doing little things. But the, the child can't cover it up. They have to just deal with it. So we still feel those things as an adult so and sometimes it's hard for us to handle because we bring all that garbage into being an adult so how we expect for our children to handle serious situations like that and for them it's serious maybe to us it's not but to them it's very serious so and we can we can have make sure we have a healthy diet we can do things to release in to help them release energy while you know and and diet exercise and that helps us too. We can do it together with them. Do something soothing and relaxing. Meditation. I'm big on meditation. I'm big on massages. Sitting there just still. No no, no stimuli. No TV. No radio. No phone. Put the phones up and just chill. Just relax. And. Worst case scenario, get some professional help, for real. Get somebody who can help sort things out, but don't use that as a lifetime crutch. That's supposed to be temporarily also, temporary. And we have to help with how they they think, how their thought processing is. And we'll, we'll find out how our children think. We have to talk to them and find out how they respond, how would they handle certain situations. Sometimes we can ask them to help us. You know, what would you do if so-and-so and so, even though they can't, they may not be able to solve that problem, but get them in, involved in your situation at their age level, not your grown stuff, not that. Not where they're feeling responsibility for your grown stuff, but I'm just saying little stuff. What do you think we should have for dinner tonight? I'm tired of chicken or I'm tired of this. What do you, you want to do tonight? Do you want to do something different? Let's do something different. You know, I feel bloated last time I had uh cabbage. What do you think we should do? Something that they can be involved in without we making them feel that they are responsible for our decisions because they're not, they're not. And there's so many other ways to help change the way they're thinking. And so they, that way they can consider other options. And so I, I just think that's a problem because I've talked to a few people and they, there's some that were closer to me. I had to just, kind of like back away because of the thought process and it's like really or do you really really think like that or do you really are you really responding like that not that I'm perfect not that any of us is perfect but it's like when you detect something is wrong it's wrong it's wrong when something is wrong when you detect it down in your soul and your intuition is telling you "Uh uh-uh something ain't right it's usually something is not right so don't ignore those signs. Don't ignore them. Even if they're your friends, even if they're your family members, even if they're the spouses, cousins, coworkers, if something ain't right, it's not right. Cause we, we do a lot of camouflage, a lot of camouflage. People take from like this young lady from being depressed and full of anxiety and take that untreated into adulthood. And those young 13 year olds turn into us, those, you know, men and you know, male and female. So we just have to really be aware of it, get some help. It's time to just get our mind developed. And so we can be normal, proper human being, whatever that means to you. But when you know something ain't right, trust yourself to know something is not right. Even if it's it's, it's within yourself, if you know certain people are responding to you a certain way, it's like, you might want to check that, you know? So I hope that's helped somebody. If anybody have any questions or comments or suggestions or anything they want to say after that, please get in touch with me. Y'all have a blessed day. And I thought I, I just wanted to just address that because it might be a part two because I have a few people I want to talk to that have some personal uh, situations and it might help. So it might be a part two, but I'll definitely let you know. In the meantime, y'all have a blessed, blessed day and um I love you. Y'all have a nice, wonderful, wonderful week. I'll talk to you soon. I love you again. Take care. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Now, if you found value in this content... Please download, share, and bless someone else. And as always, it is my pleasure. I am so excited to share the next conversation with you. I value your time, and I will not waste it. And I look forward to meeting you here next time on Way Beyond Me for life-changing information and inspiration.